So anybody wake up today looking for some hard-hitting, hot takes on all the latest burning issues regarding your favorite football team? Well, if you did, you came to the wrong place. You know what I did instead? I spent some good quality time with George Pickens. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer daily shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. It's always fun to watch someone who's young rise up right in front of you, especially when you might have had at least some expectation that he would. And as soon as the Steelers drafted Pickens in the second round, you could hear it not only locally, but also nationally. And also, by the way, from within the team that they knew that they'd gotten a little lucky here. Because this is a player who was coming off a pretty significant knee injury at Georgia. This was a player who wasn't able to participate until the championship game. And then, of course, he goes out there, catches a 52-yard touchdown. Didn't need to be playing at all in the era of me, me, me. He could have just sat out and cheered on his teammates. And you know what? Nobody would have spoken a syllable about it. No one would have questioned his will. No one would have questioned how team-oriented he was. They would have just said, man, we don't have George. That's too bad that he got hurt. George went out and played anyway. Risked re-injuring that knee right before the most significant payday of his young life. Why? Because, as he's explained countless times since then, he wanted to win. He wanted to win. And not all of the Steelers' draft picks are great. Not all of the decisions in which Mike Tomlin's participated over the years related to that process have been great. But one thing they've been pretty good about is finding guys who they feel fit the Steelers' mold, fit the Steelers' culture. That's George Pickens. That, and then he shows up at camp being this crazy acrobat, bending backward, trying to catch a ball that he had no business even getting his fingertips on, falling back to the ground after he narrowly let go of it at the end of that arc and pounding the grass with his right hand. Watch this. Couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. Dude. Do you know what you almost just did and you did in a training camp setting and you're mad about this? It wasn't an act because every time you'd see him not catch a ball and not that these were frequent or anything that he felt he should have caught in some cases really shouldn't have caught. He would do some form of the same thing. He expects a lot out of himself. He's really, really intriguing. Not just what you've seen. Not just the highlights, but the spirit to him. So, yeah, I found some time with George Pickens this week. It's the perfect time to advance your career and invest in yourself. Point Park University has lowered tuition on many master's degrees. Pay the same low master's price for courses online or on their gorgeous downtown Pittsburgh campus. Whatever works best for you. Choose from more than 30 Point Park master's and doctoral degrees. Save thousands of dollars with Point Park's reduced master's tuition. Visit pointpark.edu graduate.
here's a couple minutes of the talk we had at his locker stall on the south side. George Pickens, you've become pretty popular around here. You wear that? Uh, or you just block it out? What, what, yeah. what's your, what, what do you do? I just block it out, to be honest. I just practice every day just like everybody else, to be honest. Yeah? Yeah. You don't let anything get to up, up there, whatever? Nah, because that's how I feel like we let that happen. That's what stuff go wrong. Yeah, I can I can hear that. What's your mindset uh, out of the, the rest of this camp here? What are you looking to work on? Uh, probably at this point in the camp, mm-hmm. development, uh, play wise, not like physicality. That was what training comes for, mm-hmm. but like overall execution. Yeah, yeah, execution. So like really getting everybody on the court. Do you feel like, especially after the way things went for you at Latrobe, like, okay, I'm here now. It's all all good now. Now let's just play football. I got all the gosh wow stuff out of the way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of like, yeah, while I was at Latrobe, it was not enough fans. Uh Being there kind of upped that, which you were saying, like, you know, all the wild and the So, like, I kind of didn't let that phase me either. And like you were saying, now I'm just ready to play ball. And regular season coming up, so that's really what I'm looking forward to. One thing I've been meaning to ask you, when you don't catch a ball, man, you let everybody know it. I mean, yeah, you get you get flat out ticked off. Yeah, yeah, it's just always been like that. Yeah, uh, especially catching. I ain't gonna lie, uh, not running the right route or running the short route. That don't really affect me as much. That don't even bother me. As much. But you know, catch catching the ball. That's like one of my biggest pet peeves. So when I do drop ball, that's probably the maddest I'm gonna get. But your expectation, dude. The one I, I was there for the one where you almost broke your own spine going backwards. Oh yeah. And you get up and you're slamming the ground and everything. I'm like, dude, yeah. even the effort was unbelievable. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just, yeah. You're right, though, yeah. Uh, me not catching the ball is probably my biggest thing. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah, he never, never had the smile off his face. Never looked around for any kind of help. Never uh, behaved at all like a rookie. What you didn't hear, and I'll share some of that with you here, is when I told him he was sitting in James Harrison's stall. Apparently, I was the first one to tell him this. He just laughed and said, whoa, I guess now I've got to be intimidating, right? Whenever I asked him just how he's assimilating to the city, you know, just on a human level. He mentioned a couple of places right off the bat that he thought were pretty interesting. While also acknowledging that it had only been a handful of days since the Steelers left Latrobe. So I guess downtown Pittsburgh is going to look like Tokyo next to Latrobe. And when I threw in some friendly, casual advice regarding the city and places to live and stuff like that, he was genuinely appreciative. There was an incident in his college career where he got into a fight in an end zone and was suspended. And somehow that's been taken to this odd and reckless extreme of that he's some kind of problem. He has no history whatsoever of being a problem. The fact that he got all fired up in a college football game and tussled with somebody, it wasn't even all that serious. I mean, honestly, who cares? If that occurred in the National Football League, he would have gotten a 15-yard flag, and that would have been the end of it. There is nothing that I've seen or heard from this young man 
that I don't absolutely love. When we come back, J1Q. Just one question, and that's brought to you always on this program by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garvin, Kelly, and George, LGKG. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who need assistance with workers' comp and medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG have been designated Super Lawyers, capital S, capital L, for the past 15 years. And yes, that is a real thing. The Super Lawyer designation is reserved for the top 5% of all attorneys in Pennsylvania. Learn more about them at lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. Today's J1Q comes from Steve in San Antonio, and Steve asks, DK, based on performance by both Kenny Pickett and Mason Rudolph, is it plausible that the Steelers would consider trading Mitch Trubisky, given the needs on the offensive line and at linebacker? You know, Sometimes I have really bad initial reactions to a question, and I just had one, and I'm here to admit to you that I probably shouldn't have. Like, I I can become, because you get a lot of feedback in this role, so you get a lot of, oh, I'll just be blunt about it, really, really bad ideas or suggestions or And this is doubly true after a game, especially after a loss. Everyone's got some really just, just bad stuff. Okay. And there can be on this end, kind of like a a, a gag maneuver where you just, everything sounds bad. And your first thought is that it's bad. Well, here's the thing. I had that with yours and then I gave it a little bit of extra thought. You know, I don't know. Maybe. I'm not saying it'll happen. Uh, I've been consistent on this one for months. If you have money to put down on who's going to be the quarterback running out of that tunnel in Cincinnati, your money is pretty safe on Trubisky. All signs have pointed to him for quite a while, and he hasn't exactly disappointed. He hasn't done anything to lose the status, presuming that it was ever fully given to him, and I think that it was. But setting aside reality in favor of fun, it's not the worst concept I've ever heard. It really isn't. Uh, Trubisky would be an upgrade on, oh boy, probably not more than a handful of teams in the NFL based on what they currently have at quarterback. The easy one. I mean, the low-hanging fruit is Seattle. You just look at Seattle and go, oh, my goodness, they're actually going to start the season with either Geno Smith or Drew Locke, and here comes 17 losses, right? But depending on how much Mitch has improved, how much the year in Buffalo allowed him to become uh, smarter and more composed at the position, as a lot of people feel that he did with the Bills, maybe, I'm being generous here probably, he'd be an upgrade over a handful of them. But it is the most important position in the game, and there might not be other quarterbacks who are made available between now and the start of, oh, say, Seattle's opener, 
where you could move a guy and actually get something back in a straight football trade, just straight up player for player. That said, I don't see it. I think the much more likely trade piece is going to end up being Rudolph. Because from the Steelers' perspective, even if Pickett is your number one, you've pretty clearly established that Rudolph is your three. So why would you keep one and three at the most important position as opposed to one and two when you're already entering the season with uncertainty at quarterback? See what I mean there? Now, that said, there's not a lot on this roster that I wouldn't give up for a significant offensive lineman, a significant inside linebacker, at least a capable three or four at outside linebacker. There are needs on this roster. We'll see if Omar Khan addresses any of them. I can say in advance with confidence that if he doesn't do really anything, at any of those positions, it's going to be a significant mistake. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. They'll be facing the Lions in the preseason finale, 4.02 p.m. kickoff at Akershire Stadium. I'll be over there. We'll be turning out all kinds of content at DK Pittsburgh Sports, including, you know, this little program. 